0: Plugged into the wall. We're plugged into the wall. Completely
1: different. We're plugged into each other. Um, And
0: we're plugged into the Lord, hopefully, for this one.
1: You got to be plugged into the Lord, okay? And that's what they're preaching here in Acts in various (sighs) ways.
0: In a lot of different ways. We're
1: going to get into those ways. But first, how are you doing?
0: Man, you know what? I'm doing okay. Um, It has been a little bit of a whirlwind of a couple weeks. The the wildfires in Oregon, the smoke, obviously that was an issue for you as well. For me, um, I am am slightly asthmatic and uh, my body did not respond well to that level of hazardous air infiltrating my home. (laughs) So by Monday I was like, yeah, I feel very sick. And I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. So I flew down to my parents' place in Southern California. Um, and I waited it out down there and came back late Saturday night. Um, yeah, so that was that. Uh, our chat with Stephen was great. I'm sure we'll reference this later. But, you know, we talked a lot about Axe yeah. in that chat. Which is funny because we're going to be talking about the book of Acts, But, uh, yeah. In- did, incidentally, though, it, like not... Right, But it made me reflect It made me reflect on some things in my life um, That have happened recently Some ways that I've been uh, Yeah Just some things that I've done uh, Or or I guess a better way of putting it would be Just like ways that I've been Dishonest with people that I love Or withheld information or whatever That's hurt them And uh, Yeah I just, it forced me to really reflect on, like, that notion of, like, dude, it's all about, like, at the end of the day, you can call yourself a spiritual person or whatever, but, like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, what I'm doing is being an asshole to a bunch of people. And I had Mm. to, like, sit with that. And there's a part of me, when I sit with that, that wants to just be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm an asshole, like, (laughs) whatever. But, But the real part of me is, like feels really fucking bad about it and and it's hard to know what to do with that um and so i've been sort of wrestling with that this week in terms of like what do i do with this how do i reconcile this uh, not just like in terms of the people that i've hurt but also with myself in terms of like what am i going to do different how am i going to be better moving forward so um great chat with steven uh little bit of a uh wrench in my path in terms of just like yeah forcing me to to come to terms with some things which i i think was ultimately for the good and then i won't go into details about this but i did have a little bit of a uh, medication snafu yesterday <laughs> which really threw me for a loop So just glad to be here today and not feel like I need to lay face down in my bed for 12 hours, which is pretty much where I was at yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy times. Uh, we're coming up on this election. I feel like everybody else is probably feeling similarly where you're just like, what is going to happen regardless of who wins? Even if Biden wins, is Trump going to like try to pull some crazy shit? Is our country gonna devolve into civil war? I don't know. I've been trying hard not to think about it too much, but I feel like it creeps up on me a little bit every day and I'll have at least a couple moments where I'm just like, oh, it's so heavy. Like the country shit is so heavy, but also like the world, the climate stuff is so heavy, feeling like we're really on the brink of like a climate disaster, especially with these recent wildfires. So it's just a heavy time uh on top of everything else that's happened in 2020, you know? Like 2020 just keeps heaping it on. And uh yeah, it's heavy times, but you know, in that uh there's lots of room for self-reflection and self-discovery and I think that that's positive, but fuck man, it's hard. It's hard out here.
1: Yeah, it's overwhelming. I think we'll we'll talk about it a little bit in our in our readings, but you know, I think that is uh, it is spoken to in in this particular part of Acts about, you know, God creating kind of a world in which he wanted it to be a place in which you you seeked him or then, right. you know, and uh, without any any turmoil or, you know, any bad shit going on, you would have really no reason to for for that like internal reflection i think so it's coming at us heavy this year though for sure it's uh Yeah, you could say that it does seem to be very relentless and it's i don't know it's just like what's going what's happening next and i guess it's probably this election that we i don't know I don't know what the purpose of analyzing any of that is at this point because we... really want no wants it's, to it's, hear it from us. Well, it's not even... Uh, it's, I don't know. I just don't know what, what the point of speculating sure. all of these outcomes or spending like crazy amounts of time doing so because we just have no idea what's going to happen and... Uh, right. That's
0: the thing is we're sort of just in this weird in between right now where... And I think the last four years have been a little bit of this, but especially the last few months, like, just a little bit of of powerlessness, feeling like, I mean, yeah, you got your vote. That's great. But at the end of the day, like, no one knows what's going to happen. And uh, it all seems pretty uncertain and scary. uh, I think no matter what side you're on. And yeah, man. That's a trip, and that's sort of the trip of life, I think, a little bit. So
1: And trying to give up some of the control
0: yeah, elements just, of that. Just and like what is going to be is what is going to be, you know? And what is is what is. That might be the mushrooms talking. Just kidding. Amen. I only took a little bit before this. <laughs> Amen. I didn't take any. Um, we did just not do, little, any, we did not do any mushrooms. Just a little bit. That's not a way to just cremini cremini is fine those are just like normal it's good for you (laughs) anyways how was your how how have you been how is your 2020 man yeah how are
1: you you how
0: about this how are you today how are you right now
1: i'm pretty all right man i've uh i've thought a lot about our chat with steven as well that was an impactful one I really appreciated getting some insight into the the Judaism and just getting to hear how a conservatively Jewish household kind of functions and what that looked like. And I just loved hearing from him throughout that it was it was really about this personal journey, you know, and that Mm -hmm. the emphasis of that and the emphasis to kind of question things in a way and not just take them as they are necessarily you know I, I felt like he he spoke about that i mean as well as kind of just kind of looking at things not looking too deep into things sure and not clouding the lens in that in that fashion but i don't know like i was like we talked about in the chat it's just very uh it's, it's a little comforting to me, I guess, that there's not this huge percentage of people out there that are bitter towards their religious upbringing. Sure. And I think it's an interesting thing to like kind of analyze of like why this is happening. And I guess we've talked about this a lot in this podcast of just the American version of Christianity being pretty gross and really tied to to capitalism you're having a, a fucking hell of a time with this this microphone I'm struggling. um I, I mean i think we're gonna get it it's a new system you know you know we're trying something new we got we got new mics we got a camera situation and we're really we're trying to work it out but there's got to be a blooper reel and <laughs> you are helping create that right now which, okay
0: i think we found it did you get it? Yeah, you feel we're good just about gonna that? have to find. You know, we're gonna have to find a uh, a flathead screwdriver at some point in the near future, potentially two, so that we can tighten this joint up because, uh, yeah, it just won't hold. So I feel good. I don't know how yours is staying that way. That's a fucking. I don't know, man. That's a miracle I, of the Lord, if I've ever seen one. I tighten um, I t- it up.
1: Uh, th- shout out to uh, the Pro Line desktop
0: stand oh, I don't think it's your mic stand at all I wouldn't shout them out one bit I'm trying to get a sponsors. Yeah. And, and what? you're over here sabotaging. Listen, if there's any sponsor that you're trying to get right now, it is for a third electro it's voice, like RE twenty. No, it's like a local temple or something because you are clearly <laughs> a Jewish fanboy. You love it. And I think you I should, got some roots, dude. It's you it's, know, it, and I think a, you should consider there. converting, maybe. I'm
1: I am considering it. It's on the table. You know, I'm I am considering it. I like and, that. And um it's just the uh i'm not going to understand like try to understand the ways of god too much and why my microphone stand is staying where i where i want it to be i don't know <laughs> if i'm manifesting it to be in the place that i wanted right. it to be and i'm not i'm not stressing out about it <laughs> i don't know what's happening but look the week has been all right i've been thinking about the same I mean, not the same things but you know been thinking about that uh that atonement and the humbling yourself and uh you know yeah coming face to face with some things and had a really nice uh zoom hang for the two-year memorial of my my buddy Braden passing Mm -hmm. away and man that should that should just it was a powerful experience it was uh there was about eight of us who jumped on this thing and we're just kind of hanging out catching up with one another right And, uh, at a certain, maybe an hour into this, someone who we really didn't, most of the, all but one person knew this other person that was jumping into this room and they just wasted no time just diving into the heavy of what my friend Brayden meant to them and what a rock he was and, and just really like blew down the barriers of, of, of this group. And I think it's tough, um, trying to, to navigate that with the loss of a friend, with a, a friend group that is obviously, you know, tied to that person in some way. And I think it's just hard for people to, I don't know, let the barrier down in trying to right. figure out how to, how to talk about it. Who's going to, you know, maybe step up and say that first thing that's going to let the floodgates down. And this is what that dude did. And he did it and then he, people followed suit and all of a sudden we're in this real, like, it was nice before. It was nice that we were all there, you know, and we're all coming together for this moment. But when that happened, it gave it some like real meaning where we're all sure. digging deep into feelings and we're all listening to people's experiences. And sometimes you're you're just quiet for. 15, 20 minutes and you're just listening to somebody pour their heart out, you know, about how they're feeling about this and how they're grasping with the death of this person. And I don't know. It's the closest person that's ever died to me. So it's definitely like shifted my whole thing since it happened, obviously. But it continues to uh to inform my perspective and it was uh it was just like this really beautiful powerful thing and I'm just so glad that we all gathered for it because it was it was going to be really easy to just be like oh well I guess we can't do a gathering this year because of all the covid shit and whatever right, right. but it was just like hey we should try to figure out how to do this thing and then we did and the rewards of it were you know some people getting to hopefully remove some weight from their shoulders yeah, and hopefully get to feel like Hey, we're, we're all a part of this group and this doesn't, you know, have to be a once a year thing if we need to, you know, come together more to, you know, talk about this and whatnot. So it was just, I don't know, man, it was a moving fucking evening Hell yeah. Oh that I like, I don't know. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting those rewards. Sure. Necessarily. So, yeah. uh, really, well, really beautiful fucking moment.
0: Not to, uh, Daryl. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Careful. I'm nervous. We're on camera. My goodness. I get um,
1: So jacked.
0: Um, Yeah. Not to, uh, not to make light of it in any way, but, um, you know, growing up in the church and doing like men's small groups and things like there is an immense power when you're in a group of people and everyone's sort of like, still like just finding their footing a little bit everyone's a little bit uncomfortable with the dynamic maybe and then one person just steps up and is like boom i'm gonna lay my heart out and it's a fucking game changer and it just it changes it for everybody for everybody who's there um and and it's funny like even just you mentioning that like i haven't thought about that for a long time but Um, I can think of just countless situations growing up at like summer camps or winter camps or whatever, even just like regular youth group, small group, you know, where myself or someone else like decides to just like really throw it down in terms of like, Hey, I'm fucking struggling right now. Like just period. I'm just struggling with life. Like these, this is what I'm struggling with. And a lot of times, like it was some, it was some pretty real shit. And then For that to be then received by another group of their peers saying, like, hey, man, like, I am too. Like, I was too scared to say it first, essentially, but I also am. And to be met with that, like, that to me, like, those are some of the most godlike experiences I've had. That community of people saying, like, yeah, me too. Me too. Like, we're all struggling uh, to figure this thing out. We're all like having our, having our good days and bad days. We're all whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's really powerful when someone just like, and Steven even mentioned this, like in terms of the vulnerability thing, like someone showing their neck, you know, to a group of people and like, yeah, really doing it. Um, it's powerful. It's It's a game changer. So I think that's awesome that you, uh, that you got to experience that, especially, Um, you know, in the context of, of Brayden's passing and it was cool, man. Yeah. It was, yeah.
1: Like I said, just a powerful experience that uh, has, has hung with me and, and very much filled me up. So again, it it all happens kind of in that unknown, the magic of that, um, also i feel like the lord is trying to teach me a fucking lesson right now about my microphone because now it's <laughs> yeah you got a little bit cocky over there now yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: shifting on it's you it's classic that's a classic that is a classic <laughs> i'm being humbled right now yeah <laughs> god is laughing at you right now saying <laughs> <laughs> listen idiot
1: listen but yeah man that's where that's where shit's at i'm also just trying to not be overwhelmed by everything going on around us as always but trying to uh, also stay in tune with it and figure out how it makes me feel and listen to people speaking and
0: oh yeah yeah well uh, what do you say should we get stoned and talk about the Bible we should get stoned and definitely talk about the Bible Um, cool yeah so Um, we're gonna we're gonna pick up uh, we're gonna pick up where we left off an axe.
1: I'm going to make sure that I didn't blow our recording.
0: Okay, we're going to do a quick quick maintenance check here. But for all the good people out there, we are, uh, we are picking up in Acts chapter 16. Um, and I don't really know what to give you in terms of a synopsis at this point. Paul is just, he's all over, he's all up and down, you know, the Eastern world. Trying to preach the good word, yeah. Now it's now you're getting some of that, aren't you? With the microphone, yeah. Well, a, sure a little taste. Yeah, it's brutal. uh We'll figure it out. You know, we'll get there. Hey, we're doing this for you, folks. We wanted better quality for the listeners. That's <laughs> of right. This beautiful podcast and this beautiful community of all, all fifteen or twenty all of nine you. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Who won't? No one will send us an email, but uh, that's fine. Hey. We can only build the community that they want to help grow. Right, right.
1: And that's how you take accountability. You put it on other people.
0: That's right. (laughs) Speaking of putting it on other people, uh, Paul is traveling all around the Eastern world trying to spread the good word. Um, And chapter 16 pretty much just starts off with that. And I just had to call out chapter 16, verse 6, where like real quick... It's just like, Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit kept them from Asia? (laughs) And this is not the first time that we're going to encounter this in the chapters that we are covering. Apparently, the Holy Spirit does not fuck with Asia. I don't know or maybe Paul's a little bit racist. I'm not sure, but I just thought it was a little bit interesting that the quote unquote Holy Spirit was like, "Yeah, no. Don't don't go there. Don't preach the good word there. They won't be receptive." Like really, the Holy Spirit told you that? <laughs> the Holy Spirit told you that they won't be open to the universal message of love and compassion towards all things. Okay. The thing that you're supposedly preaching right? that everybody can receive. I just just think that it's a little like Jesus was very inclusive. His words, his messages, super inclusive of all people. I mean, fuck, dude. He hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors, like bad people. Tax collectors were bad people. Tax collectors were like the mafia. They still are yeah fuck the irs just kidding <laughs> love you if you're listening anyways um,
1: i just like no. the idea of like several irs members sitting in a room listening to this podcast smoking cigars yeah, yeah.
0: being like what the fuck no <laughs> yeah but it's just like jesus was inclusive and so it's just weird like again i've i know i've called this out a bunch of times but it's just interesting to me how we're already seeing sort of like this movement, this, the way movement that is like sort of already missing the message to some degree. Uh, and I see it sort of over and over again. And again, like this podcast is not about like trying to shit on the Bible, but, um, I just think it's fascinating that like this, this book that is immediately preceding the gospels of Jesus, um, is already like being exclusive,
1: yeah. For and sure. this is
0: not the first time, but Asia, you're added to the list of exclusion.
1: Um, spoiler alert: that is carried on to uh, modern times. We're <laughs> still, straight. we're still doing that. Indeed, we're, we're still uh, choosing to exclude groups from uh, being able to receive the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. While saying like everyone should be Christian, everyone should. get... <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. While saying
1: God is love, except for
0: yeah. those people that are a little. Right. God is love, but God doesn't love you if you love that. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fucking wild, man! It's.
1: Uh,
0: uh, it's ridiculous. So, anyways, Paul's traveling around. Um, he's on his way to macedonia at this point um, and then there's this great <laughs> this great moment where paul's being followed around by some kind of like woman who uh i guess this was uh on their way to silas um, but yeah there's this there's this girl who i guess is like a slave girl who it says her spirit like was was the spirit of someone who like could predict the future or whatever and so like that's how she made a living but she was a slave so she had masters right and she used to like do fortunes for people and whatnot and paul comes through town and she starts following him around town being like this guy's preaching the truth this guy is like a true follower of the lord and savior like everyone needs to listen to what he's saying she does it for three days finally paul turns around and it's just like yo what is happening What are you doing? Like the the Bible literally says, like that he turns around and he's like super annoyed, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Like, yeah, Paul's just like, yo, stop, 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 stop. Um, Yeah, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. So at that point, um, this shit gets found out, Uh, the girl gets in trouble, and then Paul and his companions get arrested and thrown in prison. Um, And then at that point, like, so they're in prison, and then there's this huge earthquake, and it shakes all of the prison gates open. And when I was reading that, I was like, yo, man, this sort of sounds like... This sort of sounds pretty made up. Like, this sounds a bit more made up than, like, the Jesus miracles, in my opinion. Um, And also, like, what is this, like, the fourth time in the book of Acts that, like, people are getting broken out of prison by the Holy Spirit? At this point, should we just, like, call this book Prison Break? Like, is this just another this is like a prequel to that shitty tv to series Michael Schofield and yeah. his
1: uh, plan to get his brother lincoln out of prison
0: yeah because it's just like everybody's breaking out of prison man and it's it's if it's an angel if it's the holy spirit whatever it is but yo yeah they you, get out of prison it happens
1: you gotta have the uh, holy spirit to break out of your spiritual prison i guess you so. know and also i think To make a note, at the beginning of this journey, he takes a new disciple, Timothy, with him. Right. And uh, it's very important that he circumcises Timothy.
0: They did make quite a point of that.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because we just moved past a section where we're talking about not making a big deal of the circumcision and that not being... You know the thing to determine right. if you're and then this Paul is like, well, person but if you're connected come to god with
0: me we gotta cut your dick
1: yeah though. i mean the flip side of of this is i think understanding what the mission is and that if timothy is circumcised he's going his message to the jews is going to be more powerful
0: so more I more think crystal clear. Yeah. Perhaps. So I think in that hooded, sense, you could say
1: in that sense, I think it just speaks to kind of reading a room and finding different ways to communicate with people that connects with them, which I think can be done mm-hmm. in a genuine mm-hmm. way. But the, the line there is pretty fine, well, right? Where that's you're a just
0: generous reading, Daniel. being
1: a fraud, but I think that you can, I think you can connect with different groups, just by revealing different parts of yourself, you know, and you don't always have to show your whole self, and like, you can do that in a way without like selling out. I think.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean. Yes, I <laughs> I think that that's great. I think that physical harm is maybe an extreme example of that, but agree. Uh, yeah, I think that. You know, I'm not again, saying that it was it's, right. It's that a story. Need- it's a story. We're just reading the story. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I another point though uh in in chapter 16 verse 32 so they're they're making their way through you know they're encountering all kinds of folks and and it says then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house so this is when they've like encountered um after being released from prison and one of the guards is like kind of shook by the fact that like this thing has had this earthquake happened like in the name of the Lord whatever. he's like I'm a believer he's da- he's like I'm a believer and it says yeah they spoke the word of the Lord to him and I'm like what 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 was it though because in that chapter like they don't tell you and they will in a later chapter t- I think they sort of allude to like what the word of the Lord was and I'm gonna read that one verbatim but yeah I just thought that that was interesting I was like what's the what's the word of the Lord is the word of the Lord like just like be present, man. Like, what What was he saying, you know? Was he just saying, like... Because, again, like, I feel like Jesus had some shit to say that was the word of the Lord. And now I feel like his followers are basically just saying, like, believe that Jesus is Lord. And I'm like, right, but what about what Jesus was saying? Right. It's so focused on the fact that, like, Jesus rose from the dead. Like, Jesus fulfilled these prophecies. Great, great, great. But, like what was he actually teaching and i and i feel like in this book in the book of acts like i'm missing the point where paul is actually yes he's had this like vision whatever but i'm missing the point where he as like sort of the the next like torch carrier is actually telling people like what the fuck did jesus have to say about life and meaning and what it means to live a good life and what it means to follow god or whatever like He's basically just like building a cult it feels like.
1: Yeah. I mean, he speaks to the resurrection later a little bit more I think, but even that is that's, pretty that's vague because you're you're just you have to pull your own meanings from that, which I I don't you got to pull your own right. meanings and from if a you're lot just so like it's like
0: if you're just a greek person being like, "Oh, this dude died and rose from the dead, so I should follow your cult." That's sort of what right. it feels like as opposed to like, "Hey, no, he like believes in you know, he preached this message of of love and self-discovery for everybody. Um, yeah, it just feels, it feels a little bit, it feels like the message is already getting a little, a little lost.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying to them, him there. Just like, you can be a new person today and you don't have to be people imprisoning folks for spreading the good word. <laughs>
0: Right, right. And
1: now you can be saved too, which is I guess, you know, just symbolizing showing love for the enemy and whatnot a bit, which Sure. Um it's a good message, you know? It might I think this is probably the uh I don't know. I just don't know how you preach that message right now in the current state of things. I think this is probably maybe the hardest time in my life that I have found to want to show compassion and love for certain people right now.
0: Oh, you mean like the proud boys that are about to roll into Portland on Saturday and try to fuck up our city?
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty
0: hard to have compassion for them. I I have to agree, but that is, that's the practice, right?
1: It's, that's it. Yeah. It's crazy, man, because you got to, somehow you have to get to the zen level where you want to like you want to understand those people right i guess and you have to realize that everyone's lens is informed by their own experiences and i'm not sure what those experiences are for those people right now you know
0: right and at the end of the day I feel like it also comes down to, and this might be some like weird new age bullshit, but I do feel like at the end of the day, behind every ugly action, is just a scared child. It's just a scared kid who's trying to fucking protect themselves. And so like, even whether you're on the left or the right, like the people that are acting out, it's out of fear. It's out of fear. Of protecting something and like most likely it's protecting some kind of weird inner child function that they like have not come to terms with yet and that's not to call them like you know i don't know lesser or anything it's a very human thing yeah. i do it the same way when i've like lash out at a fucking barista because i feel like i've been waiting too long or whatever right but like it's definitely uh It's not as simple. It's not as simple as just like they hate everything. Like, yes, there's some, there is hate on that side. Like, but there's hate everywhere. And, you know, I think loving someone is seeing their, like you said, it's seeing their humanity. It's recognizing that, like, they're also a person, like, they're a person just like me. They have, you know, they get hurt just like me they feel hurt just like me they feel scared they feel uncertain about things like they want to protect their family they like like they are also a part of the human experience they're experiencing it along with us and like yeah we're clashing but at the end of the day if we could all see each other's humanity like just a little bit i think that would go a long way
1: yeah it's just hard uh to it's like, I don't understand what would make you want to show up in full military garb with guns to oppose a protest in Kentucky for, you know, that people are out there protesting for people's civil rights and you would show up uh in that manner. is just a very di- difficult thing to understand, but, you know. It is, it, it is, but... but, it, but- yeah it's it's just that's the that's the same shit like it perpetuates the the same shit like i also know that whatever got them to that place is probably like the direct result of not being shown love and so by not trying to understand it in some way is just perpetuating that
0: I think you just fucking nailed it because I was about to say like you know we could dive into all of the like sociological and psychological underpinnings for why someone would do that and how they could possibly find themselves in a place where they think it's okay to raise arms against a, a very like clear social justice movement right but at the end of the day like we can also just we can sort of circumvent all of that intellectual bullshit and just say like they're just a they're just a person who's, like, fucking scared. They're just a person who, like, is in need of love and has maybe been lacking it. Like, you know, whatever it is, like, it's not to say that there isn't evil in this world. It's not to say that, like, that doesn't exist, that there isn't... There's evil within all all of us. us. And it's not to say that there isn't, like, justice to be had in this world either, because there definitely is. But, again, like, demonizing, like, groups of people... Is harmful, period. It just is. And like, that's a very, that's something that, like, I feel like I can say intellectually, but like, I can't sit here and, and act like I like live that because I don't. I love to demonize people. I fucking do it all the time. I'm constantly telling myself, like, well, at least I'm fucking better than <laughs> them. I'm not that. Those people are fucking dipshits. So. Yeah, I'm not on my high horse over here, but I just know that, like, that is a deep, deep spiritual teaching to just understand that, like, they're, like, pure being doesn't recognize right and wrong in the same way that we do. And that's not to say that, like, you shouldn't pop out of that at some point to say, like, let's get justice and let it, like, let's fight for what is right. Yeah. But um, we have to respect the pure being that's behind everything. Um, and that's that's every like conscious soul that lives on this planet whether whether that's just humans or if that you know if you're vegan and that encompasses like all animals whatever like there's a deep respect there behind the just the, the consciousness itself like that's connected to God so even if it's doing a wrong thing like we can hate that we can despise that we can fight against that but like the thing behind that is still holy.
1: Right. It's just so hard to come with that attitude <clears throat> towards someone with a gun in their hand. Yeah, dude, I'm or, not showing up to
0: an all right fist fight with that attitude.
1: Yeah, I'm not showing up to the Proud Hell Boy though. meeting to try to cross lines to give them hugs when there's, you know, guns in their hands and. Or I don't know, I think you just also know that that they're not there to listen no to you know it's hard to preach love over everything when you don't feel like you're being met with open arms on it. Which is another tough fucking barrier to sure. you know, ride ride the high For the high sure. road there and, and try to deliver it.
0: I will say if you ever heard of the story of the uh I think he was like he's a blues or jazz musician. Ah uh, yes yeah,
1: who like converted all the all KKK, these kkk members, members. including grand this, this
0: black man chose this route of saying you know what i'm i'm just gonna do it with love and he just befriends a bunch he's still he's still alive he's still doing it to this right. day he's just befriending kkk members as a black man showing his humanity And converting them away from white nationalist extremism. Yeah, it's fucking crazy.
1: He's just shattering all of their their beliefs. That's right. On this on this subject, and realizing that none of them actually have any black friends or have had conversations with black people because they're afraid to because of their affiliation and whatnot. Right. And it just completely destroys. It's just like, yeah, this is humanity. I feel you feel yeah we're all in this shit but i don't know man it's obviously so hard to for anybody to see that message including myself at times again i'm also here you know preaching this shit or at least you know feeling feeling like i know what's right but to you know not want to demonize these people on what i on the other side of this thing that i think is right is also just right. some self-righteous bullshit too and it's how well, do you was find your, some middle what was your it, buddy's
0: but, uh what was your buddy's rap lyric that you that you were mentioned a couple episodes oh that he was like super uh, profound? I,
1: I don't know that i have it uh word for word but it's uh it's like how, how do i how am i how am i supposed to uh send out these love like these these songs of love when i can't get my mind and body and spirit to get along like how do i write right. these these songs of love like these love and peace songs when i can't get my mind and spirit to get along something yeah. along those lines and yeah it's uh that's that's, that's such a struggle, that's man. such a brilliant it's fucking thing and uh it is the struggle but I guess another thing that it's, it's I just enjoy having the conversation at least to I don't know. It's nice to not just like internalize it all and know that yeah, the it is all part of the struggle, both sides. And For uh For sure. I don't know, man. It's heavy. It is. It's heavy. I think it get obviously as you get older. you start to realize like what's more important to your shit and like what what you're deeply rooted in i guess it gets even like more frustrating and harder to see through other people's shit but
0: just love each other god damn it (laughs) Lay the fuck off each just other. Lay a the fuck bit. off. Do you have any um, other
1: notes on sixteen, or you want to get no, into I'm, seventeen I'm here? No, I'm on to
0: seventeen already. If you don't have anything before thirteen, verse thirteen, I can jump right in on that. Uh, yeah, you go. You go ahead. So, I mean, Paul again. He's just making his way through. He's doing his rounds through through the east side of the world, uh, barring Asia, because apparently Asia doesn't get the good word. But in verse thirteen, as they make their way to uh, Thessalonica. It says, when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the good word at Berea, they went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The brothers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed in Berea. Are these it's the just proud like, boys? Um, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, oh, <laughs> we're, oh, we're rioting. We're rioting. And in fact, like, uh, at some point in this, maybe not in this. No, yeah. One of these, because like, we're I'm, we're reading the Bible, right? All of these uh all of these collections of verses, even within chapters, they have headers, right? So like there's in Thessalonica, in Berea, in Athens, in Corinth, and then like further on it's just gonna be like riots in whatever. Like there are sections that just straight yeah. up are I'm called gonna say riots.
1: riots. It's like were they were were they riots or yeah. were there protesters? There's the riot in <laughs> Ephesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is
0: in 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 chapter 19. So yeah, what I mean that's sort of what's happening right now is it's like these are people who were very at riding. odds
1: very at odds with each other. Yeah. So it's kind
0: of a trip. Um I also thought what was interesting too, so like right now Paul is in uh, well he so he's in uh, Thessalonica then he goes to Berea now he's going to Athens so he's in Greece and um, verse 22 it says Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, men of Athens I see that in every way you are very religious for I for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship I even found an altar with this inscription. To an unknown God Now what Now what you worship As something unknown I am going to proclaim to you And I thought that was interesting Because I was like Yo that inscription is kind of tight To an unknown God Not to say like Necessary I mean right this has been translated Through a couple different languages now To get to this So to me I'm sort of just like That's pointing towards mystery. To an unknown God is pointing pointing towards mystery. It's not saying there is no God. It's saying that God is mysterious. It kind of goes back almost
1: in some ways to what Stephen was talking about, like not naming the thing in some way by
0: calling it the unknown God. Right. Maybe that was just the Greek version of G-D, which is very Jewish. Like maybe they're on the same fucking page. So I'm super curious now where it's like, okay, Paul, like, What the fuck are you going to proclaim now to these people who are tapped into the mystery? You're not going to proclaim to them what God is? And that's what he's like, this next section, 24 through 31, is Paul's, this is it, right? This book is so much, the book of Acts is so much of just like history of Paul travels here with these people. They circumcise him, blah, 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 blah. Finally, like, Paul what the fuck do you have to say for yourself So here we go
1: This is his claim
0: to fame This is it It says The God who made the world and everything in it Is the Lord of heaven and earth And does not live in temples built by hands Like that I do like that
1: I like a lot There's, there's a lot he has to say here Especially You know yeah. you'll, you'll get to it
0: And he's not served by human hands As if he needed anything Because he himself gives all men life and breath And everything else All men All men All men all men matter all nope <laughs> Nope. it's not all men matter. nope it's a different i i mean that is the, the message here is that black lives matter that's what he's trying to say right don't, that's don't of, convolute it that's what i was trying to get to and i quickly realized it's coming apart of the seams but, but this is a part for all of
1: our racist christian friends in verse 26 that you're um, all
0: men have the breath of life breathing through them. And women too, goddamn. And
1: from one man he made Any... every nation of men. Every nation.
0: Right. Right. Doesn't whatever what anybody all all the people. It's for the people, baby.
1: All God's children.
0: Uh from one man Yeah, you sorry, you just said that. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. He did not segregate the earth. Well, no, maybe he did,
1: he did. Exact
0: places he where he should kind live. kind of did. So maybe he did. This is what I'm saying. It starts <laughs> off kind of dope. Then it starts to come apart at the seams. God did this so, so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. Okay. I like so that.
1: that. That was what I was speaking to about earlier. Just about, you know. Without the tribulation, the trials and tribulations, you know, if there's only ever good things then there is no need for the internal reflection or to, no. you we know, find God, ask the questions.
0: We find God most commonly at the bottom, not always, but a lot of times at the bottom. Uh, so then it says for in him, we live and move and have our being. And some of your own poets have said we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silvers or stone, an image made by man's design and skill. In the past the God overlooked uh in the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. So again it's like There's some good juicy nuggets in there, but then also there's like some pretty like serious religious fundamentalism in saying like, okay, all of these things are true. As long as you believe that Jesus was the son of God.
1: Yeah. And then whoever is compelled by this message can fuck with it if they want to. And that's what he finds. Some people, this is enough. They hear all this and they're like, "We're with you, Paul." And some of them are just like, "Hey, can you run back the part about the resurrection?" I don't know if I if I really it's it's really just what you were saying earlier that there's no clarification, right? <laughs> really for like, you know what the the teachings. He he just continues to right. harp upon like, this let's, resurrection. Let's dive.
0: Let's dive into this because, especially because, and we'll get into this later. Because it happens again, but it's already happened since we finished the Gospels. And it happens in the Gospel. Like, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. So, are we supposed to worship Lazarus? Like, based on this message that Paul is giving, apparently we are supposed to worship Lazarus. And again, maybe this is just like a failure in storytelling in terms of the way... Clearly, this is like not an actual historical recording. It's not an iPhone recording of what Paul said to these people. But from a message perspective, it does feel a little, it's pretty contrived. And it's like, okay, so we're just supposed to follow you because you say that this dude was raised from the dead. And then in like two chapters, Paul's going to raise someone else from the dead. And it's like, so now do we follow him? And it's like, no, we only follow Jesus because Jesus did it by himself and didn't have someone else to do it. I don't know. It's very confusing. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. what did they have to say though? And Jesus actually had some shit to say. And I'm like, Paul, why don't you talk about that? I mean, I get that maybe it's not a good time for him to like tell a parable because maybe time is a little bit short. He's kind of being persecuted right now. But I do like, I think what I'm missing, especially in this set of chapters, but definitely in this whole book is I'm just like, who's talking about the actual message of Jesus?
1: We're just talking about a lot of rules.
0: A lot of rules and a lot of like traveling around to be like, proselytize but right. then when you go to proselytize you're not even being like love everybody you're just being like Jesus rose from the dead he's the <laughs> Jewish Messiah Boom, <laughs> on to the next place oh shit we got locked up oh boy, we broke free prison break oh, Jesus is Messiah it's like <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck dude what did he say what did the Messiah say he said some good stuff <laughs> I'm not a fan of Paul right now. Yeah. I am not a fan of Paul.
1: Paul, Paul has his own way of doing things, and like I said, some people, it's it's enough for them. And it just they, feels
0: like he adopted his same methods of as a from a human perspective. Like he was persecuting Jews or persecuting Christians as a Jew, like locking them up, whatever. Now he's persecuting non Christians with love but he's doing it in a very aggressive way and just being like, Jesus fucking died for you. Come follow me or don't whatever, you know, like he's just sort of the same energy. He's still the same energy to me. And it's like, yeah, you got, you got the message, but like, and you're compelled by it, but also you had a strong personality before you were persecuting everybody. You weren't just like an average dude walking around, minding your own business. You were putting your fucking business and everybody else's. Now you're just doing the same thing, but with a different message. I don't trust him. I don't trust him one bit. (laughs) You just think he's
1: another one of these people going around selling witchcraft to these people?
0: I think he's like a prime example of like an OG converted religious fundamentalist. And you will find a lot in religion that some of the most fundamentalist people are those who have like recently converted. And it's always the people who have been lifelong. um, The
1: born-again's.
0: It's always the born-again's. And it's the people who have been like lifelong- what's the word like, you know, members of whatever religion who are like, whoa, there, slow down. Like God is love, dude. Like chill. And they're like, no, we got to fucking bomb them. And you're like, whoa, no, no, no. That's yeah, not and the word. Paul isn't threatening violence, but like he is sort of just like a little bit all over the place right now where he's just like the Holy Spirit's telling me to like run around all over this fucking world like preaching this message. Yeah. I guess I'd be more down if I just felt like, and maybe again, this is an old book. So maybe it just does a bad job of conveying it. But I just feel like the message that he's spreading. I just am like, where's, where's the love, man? Where's the love?
1: Yeah. And maybe it is just bad representation of actually what happened because i can't imagine it looked like he was a crazy person necessarily running around to these places
0: i think if it he did was, look like that to quite a
1: few people but, but he was gaining all these followers that must have seen some sort of proof true, of like true the acts in the scriptures or you know and making that connection some way yeah and
0: maybe i'm just projecting my own you know christian upbringing upon this story so inside some kind of deep-seated like anger, whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of clearly unhappy about it. I mean,
1: I guess the people that went along with him, you know, if that spoke to them, what he's saying and they're finding some proof in the scriptures, it's really on them to, to maintain some level of skepticism too. And making, make sure that this
0: shit all checks out. I'm also just where at this point in my life, I am wary of groups. I am. Yeah, of course. Groups are dangerous. I think that, Uh, yeah collective ideologies like in general scare me and I try I do a really really like I I try my hardest to try to figure out like what collective ideologies am I clinging to because one of the things that I took away from like I guess exiting religion was like I don't want to adhere to collective ideologies and that's not to say like basic shit like love everybody or whatever but i'm just like the other like muddier shit that's like several steps beyond like the really basic stuff uh it just it it bugs me out and i feel like that's what's being preached here it's not the basic message of like and like you said maybe it is and we're missing it but i don't like as evidence of him preaching something good to me, a bunch of a group of people following him means fucking nothing. Because look at how many people are following Trump right now. Yeah, and that dude's message fucking sucks. You it's know what? Worst. You're not into it. No, I'm not into it. Hot take. I would implore anybody who <laughs> is to uh, think again and read their Bibles. <laughs> the Bible is a great place to start for that.
1: <laughs> um, but that yeah, that's pretty much seventeen
0: yeah that's all i have Um, and
1: and then we we get into paul cruising around more places and he's going now to corinth yeah and he's got uh he meets aquila and priscilla Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who are jews but have been forced out of rome because they are jews and paul ends up staying with them because they're both tent makers and uh Paul's out there still, you know, preaching at, at all the synagogues to anybody yep. that will fucking listen to him. And then Silas and Timothy are in Macedonia, and then when when they get there, then Paul is just like, "Yo, I'm on this trip. I'm only I'm only preaching and trying to get the Jews on board. I don't care about anybody else." And he is met unkindly. He yep. is met with abuse. They're just like, <laughs> "For yeah, sure, we're we're cool on this, actually."
0: yeah and, um
1: and then he kind of gives them the fuck you in in uh verse six here he he says it's uh but when the jews opposed paul and and became abusive he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them your blood be on your own heads i am clear my responsibility from now on i will go to the gentiles so he's drawing a line in the sand
0: and saying, fuck you, The Gentiles are just one step away from the Asians. He's like, it's, these are big. Yeah. Big threats.
1: He's yeah. And he's just letting them know that he's going to, uh, the, the power of the word of God is going to rise one way yeah. or the other with, with, or without them. And he is just going to, uh, heavy recruit on the other side now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Paul's facing all this adversity, um, trying to travel around and preach the good word and uh chapter 18 verse 9 it says one night the lord spoke to paul in a vision do not be afraid keep on speaking do not be silent for i am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because i have many people in this city i would Does really... that sound like anyone to you daniel uh those words donnie It sounds sort of like Donnie to me. Sounds a little bit like Donnie. Just especially that last part about being like, for I am with you and no one is going to attack you or harm you because I have many people in this city.
1: It's funny it's for like, the the last what, few... It's just the, a weird. It, well, this is
0: the only time that the Lord is speaking so far in this book.
1: I just feel like the last time we had a chat about the Lord's voice, you also referenced it to to Donnie's voice or somebody else. Maybe it wasn't the Lord. It was somebody else in, has this in the David and Goliath. It has this
0: authoritarian feel to it.
1: I Yes. And that must
0: be what it is.
1: I would really like it maybe if we had, for any time that we quote a part in the Bible that is the Lord, if we had like a filtered voice for that. Not Donnie's voice, but just, uh, you know, something, something. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Either way. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he, uh, you know, Paul gets, gets the message. He is, he is, uh, the Lord is speaking to him. Yeah. You know? And, so, uh, yeah,
0: Paul's making his way through, but he's, he's stirring up waves too. Cause by the time we get to verse, do you have anything before verse 17
1: and in chapter 18? In chapter 18, I, well, so Paul goes on for like a year and a half doing this. Yeah. After, after the Lord lets him know that I got you, keep doing what you're doing. No one's going to harm you. It's a year and a half of this, of him of That's doing one, this. Again,
0: bad Netflix writing. This is, that is one sentence where yeah. it's like, and then Paul did it for a whole year and a half. I, I on did, with the story. I did
1: see verse twelve. Um why like Galio mm-hmm. was pro council of Acacia. Um, you know, the Jews make a united attack on Paul and brought him into court for all of the, for what he's doing, basically. And they're just like, he can't do this. And then I like this separation of of church and state that's kind of shown here within the the court because Gallio said to the Jews, if you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be the judge of such things. So he and them ejected from the court. He had them ejected Wait, from the courtroom. Yeah,
0: rather. yeah. And before that, even though this sort of distinction of like uh, even the other side saying uh, this man is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. So again, it's sort of like this thing of like, well, it's this religious movement that is against what the state has deemed like decent and okay.
1: Yeah, So it's interesting It's kind of There's some separation Between the government
0: and the church For sure And like what you're saying This this fellow Galio (laughs) Trying to be like Listen Like I sort of respect it You know Like this is a This is a matter that should probably be settled Outside of the court Um, Well
1: And that gets revisited again There's another instance of this Later
0: But In verse 17 And this is the King James Version It says then all the Greeks took Socenes the chief ruler of the synagogue and beat him before the judgment seat and Gaio cared for none of these things what fucking shame. meaning he didn't he just didn't care about it like the the NIV says uh, but Gaio showed no concern, no concern whatsoever he just didn't care I just thought that was pretty metal yeah that like that's what the street determined. Yeah. They took it to the streets and then they beat the fuck out of him and they fucking killed him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A. It's
1: wild, man. Happy
0: we don't live in that time. Um
1: so after that Paul Priscilla and Aquila go to Syria to go do some more work and Paul cuts his hair before they leave. Because of some vow he had taken which is not really developed at all this is another like one of those weird things that happens that isn't really too clear why he decides to do this
0: he just cuts his hair
1: yeah he let me let me find this this little section here what does it say before he sailed he had his hair cut off
0: at Centria. The way they say that, it's like he got his foreskin cut off, like because it's of a,
1: because of a vow he had taken, and that's all it says. It never never says anything. I don't know. Maybe in, uh, we didn't get to verse twenty-one. We're not gonna get to verse twenty-one today, but maybe it, it references it back then. I don't, I don't really. I don't know if it was just supposed to represent some new identity or some leaving something behind. It doesn't it? Doesn't really say say anything right but um so they cruise to Syria but Paul at a certain point just kinda is like hey uh I'm gonna actually uh he he bails on the group and goes to Antioch and then goes to Galatia and Phrygia strengthening the disciples and uh this knowledgeable Jewish man named Apollos shows up in Ephesians and he He's spitting the good word, but he only has the story up till John the Baptist and Priscilla and Aquila, like kind of take him in and be like, Hey, let let us tell you about the resurrection for sure. (laughs) Let us tell you more about this resurrection. But
0: this dude, Apollos though, it's like, so there's this spot at the very end of 18 where it says when Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. And I'm just sort of like, we're still focused on like proving from the ancient text that Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of the Messiah, as opposed to like, yo, he was this like I don't know I'm like less emphasis on the old book and more emphasis on like what was the dude about like you guys were just were right after he was here it's it's as if like instead of me saying like and obviously this is different Ramdas isn't gonna spawn a fucking movement that takes over a third of the world in 2000 years but um it sort of feels a little bit like if I was like, well, you know, Ramdas sort of fits the description of this like ancient Hindu prophecy as opposed to just being like, yo, Ramdas had some like really cool things to say about life and love and what it means to be a good person. Like, let's talk mm. about that. And yeah, again, I just feel like. Part of it is probably cultural, part of it's temporal, right? Where like there's so, there's millennia between right now and when the story was written. But I still sort of feel like, why can't we talk about like what the teachings were as opposed to like these sort of like credits of like Jesus was like, yeah, he's a descendant of David. That's in the, that's a prophecy. He like, you know, was born here. That's a prophecy. He did this and this. That's a prophecy. Remember John the Baptist? He preceded him. That's a prophecy. Like, it's like, okay, great, fine, whatever. Like, but then what? Then what? Yeah. I don't know. I think part of that has some serious New Age stink, which I will definitely admit to. Like, it just is sort of like a, but like, what about love, man? Like, I get it. I get it. But I do also feel like there's a part of me that's just gets frustrated with like I'm already frustrated with the book of acts in terms of just like why aren't we talk? we just came from like these amazing teachings why aren't we what is this book what are we talking about
1: yeah I don't know it just must must be so hard to try to communicate this shit and try to figure out a way to get people on board with it right you know So,
0: well, and also they're not telling detailed stories of the conversations that they're having with people. They're giving this weird, like historical, like sort of overarching, like, yeah, this is the gen. These are the cliff notes of like Paul's journey. But what I want this book to be is I want it to be five conversations that Paul had One with a dude in Macedonia. One with a dude in Athens. Yes. In-depth. That's what I want. And that's where like some of the old like ancient Greek shit is super tight because it's a Greek philosopher. It's an account maybe and it's a retelling probably. But it's, it's a retelling of a deep conversation that a Greek philosopher has with, you know, whoever. A judge, a man of the streets. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. With another person... And, like, it's fucking interesting. It's right. really interesting. And this story is not interesting, but it could be. It could be. And it shows,
1: it's going to show a glimpse of how it can be exciting in 19. I think this is where you get to see a really dope, gory section of the way the, oh, the, the Netflix way. series. And because Paul's in Fecious now. He's doing his thing out there. Ephesus, Daniel. Ephesus, you know that he's he's that's where he's at. Okay, and God did extraordinarily, extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons. (laughs) (laughs) You give him a handkerchief.
0: Give that man a hander kiff now. <laughs> give him
1: a hand or kiff. That's kiff. That's what we used to call it back in the day. A handkerchief. You Give him a hander kiff. Uh. So that even a handkerchief and aprons that touched him were taken to the sick. And their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. But this is where the part gets interesting because some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed yeah and the Lord does not like this, it turns out. No, because they go about and they're doing this. there's groups of Jews doing these
0: ceremonies of driving out evil spirits. It's not even that the Lord doesn't like it. it's that the evil spirits themselves have have something to say. and in fact, uh, verse 15 says, "And the evil spirit answered and said, "Jesus, I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye?" And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. What the James? That's the King James version. It's fucking, it's gnarly, dude. You it's know, just like the, did, did an evil spirit just like uh fiddle some diddles?
1: I don't know what he did, but I think the NIV version is even more metal. It says, he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding.
0: That is more metal. He fucked them up. I guess my song should be, you know, what the fuck, NIV.
1: It said, why are you trying to do this in the name of Jesus? These evil spirits don't fuck around in the name of Jesus.
0: Even the evil spirits have have reverence for the name of Jesus. And they're like, you don't you're not tapped in. You don't get yeah. to listen, I know I'm on the other team, but you don't get to invoke his name because you don't fucking like live that life.
1: I d I didn't know. So really, I'm just
0: gonna kick your ass.
1: I'm kinda of putting you on the spot with this because I didn't personally like do too much diving into the meaning of that but like yeah, what do you take away like what does that represent to you I mean I understand just like the basic moral of the story but thinking as yourself like as the evil spirit rising against these people doing this falsely like is it just like an authenticity thing is it one of those Another one of the the things of like don't do something in the name of something that you don't really fuck with. Yeah. Or
0: it will fuck well, with you. I think that like dude when you start talking about, you know, the occult and like magic with the K um and these like sort of ancient practices that, you know, are pretty goofy and like I don't really fuck with but like I find interesting. But they talk about this a lot. Whether like there's Serious power in that and like you definitely don't Invoke the name of something that you don't fuck with that is not cool And I think that it's so interesting that yeah this evil spirit even though the thing that would cast them out Right the thing that would drive them away. So like the the complete antithesis of them They still have enough respect for to say like who the fuck are you? like you don't know that name you don't know what that means. You don't embody that. Like, I'm going to kick your ass now because of it.
1: Yeah, I think. It's crazy. That was something that uh, was for as laid back and conservative of a religious upbringing I had. Conservative in the way that Stephen was speaking of it, you know, of it just being kind of like hey you're going to go to this thing and kind of see it for yourself mm-hmm. um my mom definitely had some bad experience with demon culture you know or, or like experiencing like the effects of evil spirits portrayed like i remember the movie the exorcist she saw that movie i think when she was 13 and it fucked her up like yeah. she had a bad experience with it and she carried it heavy and she definitely put it upon me or I don't, i'm not saying she put it upon me she felt like it would hit me the same way and she feared for me to see that movie and it was like a very big deal to her that i did not see it and i went and saw it anyways and it didn't of course as it soon as
0: it's forbidden it like, also
1: like it didn't do the same thing. It didn't have that effect on me. Right. Um, It's, you know, and I'm not like, I'm not discrediting what she felt from that movie. I know that things are triggering to people and that is not um, what I'm trying to tell this story for. It's more of like, you know, that thing, it's whatever you give power like not that she has control over like that thing hitting her, but like that same thing isn't just cause it, it affects somebody in one way. Isn't doesn't mean that everybody else is going to like feel that same thing. However, right. some of that was like put upon me in a way where I did feel like real weird. Anytime like someone would talk about bringing a Ouija board out. I was like, really? That was another thing. She was like, Yo, you don't fuck with like witchcraft and mm-hmm. like Ouija boards, any of that shit. And like, I kind of understand, you know, in some way of like what we're talking about right now. Well, of, it's like, interesting. Not like it's just giving something power like that, like those sure. evil. Like, why would you want to? even feed in to those evil spirits in some way sure so i think it like it really depends on the intention and right I, that was very cl- that was clouded for me at a really young age because i could not see any of like
0: but right. you're just thinking why of would it as like, like a like, literal whoa, thing like well why would the fuck well why would we fuck with evil spirits you know <laughs> like sure sure well I, I think it's interesting a couple of things one like uh in the in like the muslim religion like they take, I think they call them jins, um, with a D D G D J I N N S. I think um, we should probably just fact check that immediately. But like they take that shit super super seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, I was correct. So like this is a deep part of like uh, Islamic mythology. It's, like, this notion of evil spirits and, like, Wally talking about, like, saying that prayer all the time to, like, protect himself. Like, uh, I, I don't think that he was referencing specifically this, but, like, that is definitely, like, a part of their zeitgeist is, like... Yo, that's a real thing that exists. And I think it sort of is in Christian culture too, but it's also sort of not. Especially in American Christian culture, it's sort of like like your mom is sort of on the fringe in terms of being like, yo, that's some like freaky shit, but the reality is is like regardless of whether or not like it's a real thing or it's something like you say that like by putting your intention to it, if you're m- sort of manifesting something that's fucked up. Yeah. Like Whatever it is, like, it's probably just best to steer clear from it.
1: But if your intention is to have some sort of, like, spiritual experience to contact someone from the dead, I don't know that that's necessarily, like...
0: That doesn't seem evil, though. That
1: doesn't seem evil. That's what I'm saying is, like, there, you know, there there are different experiences for those things. Like, that, it there doesn't have to be an absolute that the Ouija board is bad. Sure. You know? Sure, sure, sure. So, I think it's understanding that. I also think maybe... I'm not I'm not sure, but it's possible that w- within Catholicism there's a little more emphasis on on devil shit and evil um realms like that.
0: Yeah, that was not and that was not you know, an emphasis Like for there, me was a, a, there was there's a
1: lot of like talk of I don't know, of of hell and the devil I feel like. And hmm. and evil and evil spirits and maybe it's because of uh it's tapping a little bit more into the mystical side too. I think that's probably where that also comes from mm-hmm. when you like, st- you know, dive into that. And that also, I don't know. I don't really remember exactly. How I was going to round that out, but yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I guess just, you know, not feeding into whatever your, like whatever those evil spirits are for yourself mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. but also just going back to yeah like the uh, just don't fucking say you're doing some, <laughs> some shit in the name of something if, if you don't really actually <laughs> fuck with it like that's that's gonna that's gonna right, feel that's like good. it's gonna be It's I think it's gonna feel like maybe it's serving you um, immediately and then it's probably gonna come back to, to haunt or fuck fuck you
0: I agree. But also, Daniel, we're going to sit here and do this podcast and I'm going to sneeze twice and you're not going to bless me a single time.
1: Uh, no, Wow. not on this podcast.
0: Is that because only the Lord can do that or,
1: um, honestly, I, I was so far lost in what I would like the point that I was trying to drive home and your sneeze was so low key that I don't even know that I knew that you were actually like sneezing. They were so delicate. Like, maybe I'll be able to see that on the, uh, on the video, I'll be able to see the playback and I'll be like, wow, I really should have, uh, given him a, a God bless you. Or a, are you okay? Um,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, I, I just, was just, you know. I was
1: just pretty baked and trying to get to the other end of my thought. And that's where I was at. You know, well, I, I, was like re- the thought. I was, I was really
0: in that. And, uh, I'm sorry if I derailed No, you, it did, for, you for didn't. You didn't at all. Shitty joke. You, did,
1: you didn't at all. This is great. Um, this is a great chat. Um, it's a it's a perfect way to to round out my my evening you know some bible buds sure and the rest of 19 is is i mean
0: dude the rest of 19 is sort of whatever like, it is kind of whatever get into 20 yeah it's we'll round out with 20 fucking paul just doing the same shit he's he's heading around to different towns he's preaching the good word
1: but then in 20 paul goes to greece for three months and he is hiding out from the jews they want to fucking kill this dude.
0: Yeah. They're over it.
1: And uh Paul decides that he's going to make moves though. He's going to uh he's going to go to Macedonia and he's accompanied by seven dudes. I think it's seven.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right. Seven of these dudes. It's going to be a lot of dudes. Roll it's just with sort him. of like how this movement works. It's like it's a lot of dudes always And um,
1: he's going to raise somebody from the dead in the most hilarious way. Right.
0: And this is what I was referencing earlier where I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So we follow Jesus because he was raised from the dead. But then all these other people get raised from the dead, too. Yeah. But because they do it because they got raised from the dead by a follower of Jesus as opposed to like or by Jesus as opposed to God himself. Like. It doesn't count. The story is so ridiculous, too, that he's just well, talking. also, I, I just have to say, like, the, head, the header of the story is, like, this person's raised from the dead or whatever. But the story itself, they don't really say that. They just say that he, like, I mean, they kind of imply it, I guess. But it's like he he falls off the roof. He lands dead. But, but the
1: reason he does, because he falls asleep basically hey, he just got so, super sleepy because Paul is talking it this is like a one day adventure where he's just like I'm gonna really get as much out as possible we're leaving tomorrow and he's speaking well into the night
0: mm-hmm.
1: and this fella I don't even know how to Barney. say this name Barney yeah it's Barney it's it's like Uticus. no it's Barney okay it's Uticus. <laughs> I think barney will suffice um but he's uh what does it say there were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting seated in a window was a young man named eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep as paul talked on and on so paul's (laughs) just going on and on with his ramblings speaking (sighs) about the lord and, and and this kid falls asleep and uh and then it goes on to say when he was sound asleep he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. <laughs> then he went upstairs again and really broke bread and ate. He just he just went in, broke bread and ate. He raised his man from the dead maybe and then they and then they ate. And after talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted.
0: Yeah, I know. Reading that, I was also like, what just what is this? It's
1: just such a weird way to communicate this idea of like, hey, don't fall asleep on the message. For sure. (laughs) Stick with the message. Don't fall asleep on it. Because if you fall asleep on it and you lose sight of it then you, you are disconnected from the thing and you've lost your, your you know, you're not purified.
0: For sure. And then
1: you're all fucking, your, your lens is all clouded up. You don't know what color anything is <laughs> because there's so much dust on there.
0: You haven't even cleared a single speck. You're and pulling de- planks I, I just, out of everyone else's eye. I just
1: don't understand this way to communicate uh, for this sure. message.
0: Well, so then Paul gives a farewell to uh, Ephesian elders. And I thought this part... Verse 16 in chapter 20 was so interesting to me. Like I had a little journey just in this one verse. It says, uh, Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia. So I read that alone and I was like, oh, again, okay. with the Asia again shit, you're fucking racist. <laughs> you're racist. But then it says, again, this is the same sentence. So it says, comma, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem if possible by the day of pentecost so now i'm like okay so paul wasn't racist the person who wrote this was racist because all you needed to say was like paul was in a hurry to get to jerusalem for the pentecost you could have totally excluded that part about asia you didn't even need to bring it up it's like saying like i instead of saying yo i went to new york last weekend from portland i was like Yo, I went to, on my way to New York, I totally avoided Seattle and Chicago because, you know, and then I went to New York. It's like, okay, what, so you don't like those places then? Yeah. I don't know. It just was interesting to me. We got
1: to get Joel back on the podcast to ask him what this Asia business is.
0: Yeah, there's got to be a reason for it. As a casual reader, it's throwing me. <laughs> it's fucking throwing me. <laughs> so am sure Paul, there's some historical precedent.
1: But then Paul goes on, on the heavy rant at uh, Miletus. Is that what it is? Miletus? Sounds good. Paul Mil- goes on Let's the heavy rant at Miletus? Yeah,
0: that's, that's where I'm at.
1: All right. Good. And uh, what does he have to say? Dude, he has so much to say. I mean, what do you want to? Re- what do you want to? What do you want to tell these these people about what he says?
0: I don't know. Should we just read the whole little, the whole little bit? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, He's just basically telling I'm people about his public on, declar- declarations. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up like verse 22. Okay. He says. Hit him. And now, compelled by the Spirit. I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Uh, two things. One, reading that, I'm sort of like, okay this dude's either super tapped in or a fucking total crazy person, which you could also sort of say that about Jesus. Uh, I also just want to apologize that my reading is so choppy because look at this text. Yeah. It's a really it's small, really, text. it's so brutal to, to try to read out loud. So yeah. I'm sorry for that. No, That's fine. I think um, that you're doing
1: great. Thank you. I, yeah, I think this is kind of where, where it, where it comes around for me for Paul a little bit in this final little speech yeah, here. You're
0: like, okay, he's, he's, he's doing it. He really, really fucking believes, uh, yeah, in this message. And there's some I power to that for sure.
1: This, uh, first 30 of this, even from your own number of men will arise and distort the truth in order to, to draw away a draw away disciples after them. I was just like, yeah. That's happening all the
0: time. That's mm-hmm. happening now, you know? Yeah, and he says, "So be on your guard. Remember that for 3 years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears." When I read that, I was like, "Fuck, dude. That's an that's a like that's some old school version of like the shit that people have been warning us against right now for years, you know?" It, you don't have to be a religious prophet to warn us about you know the harms of of too much technology in your life the harms of of uh, drifting away from meaning spiritually the harms of of destroying the earth with greed like these are things that it's it's sort of alluding to all of that stuff yeah and I was as I was reading it I was like damn dude that. That one, it sank in for me.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, feels uh this prophetic. makes all of the reading worth it. I feel like getting to this, this portion, like there is just some pretty, I feel like every line of this has, has some pretty solid message in it. For sure. It's like the, uh, this verse 34 you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. It's like, I I like that. The, the understanding of that. You you have to take care of yourself as well as your people, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's not really effective. But then he also goes on to say that I've, I've done all this and I've not asked you for any material things in return. You know, I'm going to ask for your clothes or your silver or your gold. Right. So
0: Yeah, he says, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah, but, man. It's a classic. It's a classic. That's a deep, deep spiritual teaching that, like, if, the, if there were going to be a couple things that Paul drops, like I would hope that that would be one of them. Because that's a good one. We can go deep on that one. All We could do a whole fucking podcast on why it's better to give than receive.
1: Absolutely. Agreed. And I
0: think most people can find within themselves that that is deeply true. But the question is, why? Why is it better to give than receive? It's a fucking spiritual trip once you start to unpack that a little bit
1: and you can email us at um bible buds (laughs) pdx at gmail.com if you want to give andrew an answer to uh to that question or send us a dm let us know why why, is it better why is it better i don't know man it's because you're doing something outside of yourself it makes you connected to understanding that i think for sure so
0: i agree and i think most people can like (laughs) Sort of recognize that, but then you also go even deeper and you're like, but why? But why? Like, this is a very trite example, but in terms of just like language, I, I often reference this, reference this um, when I'm talking to someone like very scientific about trying to admit that there's maybe like a little bit more than we can see. And I just, I hint at like, Uh, Breadcrumbs that we have Left in the English language that everyone Uses and one of those is vibes Anybody will talk About like oh that person gave me weird Vibes yeah it's like okay well what The fuck is that and again you Can still sort of chalk it up to like Well you know maybe it's just like their facial Structure and the way that your brain processes it Blah 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 blah. no it's like no But that's not what that person was talking about What they were talking about was this like Weird fucking feeling that they Wavelength Yeah.
1: It's like when a athlete. So what is that? It's like when an athlete speaks to uh, feeling the rhythm, like being in a rhythm out there. Yeah, being in the flow. Yeah, exactly.
0: And that sort of taps into the same thing of like in terms of give and receive. It's like when you give, you tap into a vibe that is way holier than when you receive. And it's nice to receive things. Everyone will admit, of course, it's nice to receive things. But when you give earnestly you know, in the way that Jesus talks about giving in terms of like doing it just for the sake of doing it and not doing it just to be seen giving, like that's a holy moment. That's a holy moment. Uh, And and it, you know, maybe pushes you a little bit closer to being tapped into something. So yeah, I got to find more of those moments for myself in my own life. I feel like you know, I do it occasionally, but, like, I want that to be, like, a daily practice. I got to figure it out. You know what You know what I saw recently that fucking taps into that, actually? So, this air quality, it fucked my house, right? And we, even when I came back from my parents' house, like, hanging out in my living room made me sick. After the podcast, actually. We did it on Sunday with Steven. I was sick after that. I had, like, a horrible fucking headache and was super nauseous after hanging out in my living room for like five hours straight because it was still the air it just was still sitting in there because those windows don't open so on monday i put a message on next door which is like a, a social media app for like neighbors or whatever and just asked like my neighbors like does anybody have an air purifier that like i can just borrow for a day like i just gotta i gotta throw it in some rooms for like five hours each just run it I'll bring it back tonight or tomorrow morning, whatever. I can i will I'll I'll pay you, I'll replace your filter, whatever you need, but like I can't go get an air purifier right now. They don't have them. Like they're all sold out. So one of my neighbors who actually ended up being uh Dave Whipple's wife, who Dave played yeah. keys for Brother Not Brother for one of our like a musician friends. Yeah. So he's ends up being <laughs> a neighbor. His wife hit me, hits me up and is like, yeah, you can you can totally borrow our air purifier, no problem, I'll leave it on the porch for you. So I go to pick it up. They're only like a mile from me. I get on the porch and I go to grab it. She has a sweet note on it for me, like on top being like, good luck, Andrew. Like, hope you breathe better. Uh, which was like so not necessary, but just wait till I get to the next part. I look at the bench. The bench has a bucket of ice filled with like Coca-Colas and waters and sprites. And another bucket with, like, granola bars and energy bars and, like, Cheez-Its and chips and, like, all this, like, and candy. And then there's this big sign that's just, just like, delivery drivers, like, and just names all the delivery drivers, like, USPS, FedEx, whatever. Like, this is for you. And I was like, yo, that's a fucking—that would fuck me up. If I was a delivery driver having a shit day— and you were like three quarters of the way through my shift. And that was the house that I hit. And I saw that a direct message to me of like, yeah, he, take a fucking cold water and a bag of Cheez-Its. I would be like, you thought of me? Yeah, dude. If- I'm not a delivery driver. I was coming to take something from them, not even deliver something to them. And I was so moved by that. And I was like, fuck. What an amazing way to show kindness to people every day, especially people that like we take for granted so much like delivery drivers, but like, yeah, they're, they are making my life so convenient, so convenient.
1: Yeah. It's uh, not uncommon that I deliver cake and I've encountered uh, something that you're speaking of one time and I was like, whoa, this is so dope that you have, you obviously have delivery drivers coming pretty frequently if you have this going on and what a nice gesture like you're saying you know what a nice surprise for them or for the drivers that know that they're going there you know that they're taking care of them small act hey you got to give it to get it and then you give back fucking joey badass rapper out in new york city speaking the truth and that's where it's at, dude.
0: I love that. it's the endless cycle. You give it to get it, and then you give back. Right. Fucking. You gotta great. keep
1: it fucking going, dude. You gotta
0: keep it going. Yeah, I loved that so much, and I was like, I gotta implement that in my life.
1: Yeah. I also love this part, um, closing out this this chapter twenty, where we're gonna we're gonna wrap, uh, verse thirty six. When he had said all this. He knelt down with all of them and prayed. I love that he kneels like amongst them, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I took value in that, that he wasn't, you know, not everybody was praying around him. He was praying like no. with them, you know, no,
0: they're pointing towards something else.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just speaking to jumping in the water, you know, with amongst the people and, yeah just setting setting the bar for that is is dope so amen it uh man i I feel like axe is pretty boring for the most part but it has these gems in there amongst all of the distorted bullshit that Mm -hmm. you can see happening Mm -hmm. there there are moments that are are meaningful for sure yeah
0: no doubt no doubt the way man
1: the way Netflix is the way everybody should be tuning in. This is like episode 31 of the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Should we change the name of this podcast to the way? way?
1: Maybe, maybe more people would listen to it. Like the people, I think that a lot of, um, maybe even people that are our friends think that you and I have a really fucking weird religious podcast. And it's do possible. we, do we maybe, but I think but we're not about Jesus. We're that, about like, the way. I think that they like think we're really on some, some new age Christian shit and not just kind of looking at oh, all of these funny. things. Well,
0: they would maybe, only need maybe. to listen to the first fucking 15 minutes of the very first episode to know that that is so not true.
1: Also, I hope that we're representing that through the guests that we're having on the show. Like I don't know that we've had too many champions of Christianity For even sure. on this and show. You know we've what? had more believers say, of other faiths. Shout
0: out to like Christian listeners that I know that we have that are down to listen to like an episode with a Mormon or in an episode with like Wally. Like that Wally episode was dope. You know? And like I think that he had uh it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone's part of a religion or not. Like everybody is a person and if you are like on a spiritual journey, then I want to fucking know what your journey is. And I want to know what you have to say, period. And that's what this podcast is about.
1: We're with it. I'm with it. If people Mm -hmm. want to come talk about shit, I like it. It's, uh, tell us your, send us us an email.
0: If you want to be on the podcast, maybe. Yeah.
1: If you want to be a guest, we'll, we'll tap in. We'll tap into the internets, you know?
0: Yeah. Fuck them.
1: I don't know that I'm going to just go meet a stranger.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll do it Zoom. But it's if even wanna, better. It's that, that fucking yeah. that time of the millennia, anyways.
1: Anyway, if you have been tuning in for a while now, it's it's cool that you are because it's just fun having these conversations and uh, just that anyone is listening at this point is fine. It's cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> this is a lot of it's a lot of stone nonsense, but hopefully there's some some nuggets in there as well um i'm gonna go into october uh no smoking weed oh really Uh, yeah i'm I'm gonna do sober october as well i'm not doing any weed uh sober sober october and pretty much means that to me since i don't really like do much drinking so like i
0: was gonna do no drinking um and i've been sort of uh well i do i i do no drinking this will be the third year that i've done sober october no drinking um but I was thinking this year, maybe I was going to not smoke weed also. Yeah. Well, for me, isn't that crazy? Like I smoke, I don't even smoke necessarily every day. And if I do, it's normally like at night, um, just chilling maybe around like seven, if I have nothing going on or something. But so that's why I was like, well, maybe I'll just like do, I think maybe it's time to just do none of it. Just get real clear. Um, and I got kind of stoked on that. So if you're not going to smoke weed, then maybe our October episodes will do four, like, super dry ones and see what happens.
1: I'll be documenting it for sure through the podcast since I do smoke weed pretty regularly. (coughs) It's going to be interesting.
0: (laughs) As he coughs.
1: Yeah, as I have cotton mouth from doing this podcast and just being an idiot and not having anything next to me to drink. But, yeah, I I think it's... um, I don't know, man. I probably the most days I've gone is probably like three to five in the last who knows how long. You know, oh, wow. five so
0: you haven't had like a big chunk for no. a long time.
1: No, there just hasn't Right been. so
0: obviously it's it's and again it's not like you're like, well, I've been permastoned for five years. No. But I'm,
1: it's not all day every day. I sure. mean, but it is every day. And you know, it's not always smoking, but maybe having some edibles or whatever. So I don't know i think i think it's good to uh to check in and hit hit a baseline and also you know i feel like i i try to advocate for weed for me because i feel like it makes me more productive and it i think it is helpful with some anxiety stuff i do think that it can induce some anxiety too i think it's you know, it's a balancing act. a little act.
0: bit of a tricky bitch like that. Yeah,
1: it's a balancing act. It's about, yeah, finding some moderation, I suppose, but also finding, you know, if it, figuring out its medicinal properties for yourself as well, because I do feel like it's, uh, it's really beneficial for me too, and it's not my life is not collapsing because of it. You know, I'm not, right. I'm not right. missing all of my bills because of it or something, you know, I'm missing a bill here and there, but that's just because my auto pay didn't work for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. You know? sure. But like, you know, I'm holding down my job. I've, <laughs> I've like managed a successful business for seven years. It's never like, yeah, you know, interfered. it's
0: not, You're not dysfunctional by any means. I also
1: like it for the creative process. I think it it taps into something sometimes, but I also do know that sometimes I have different conversations when I'm not super blasted. So it's whatever. I think it's going to be an interesting experiment and I'm I'm pretty stoked to, to dive into it and, uh, just, yeah. Hit the baseline, baby. Hit the baseline hit us with the dm hit us with an email links are in the episode notes you got anything else you want to no. blast off before we uh no, sail no. this thing out well everybody thanks for fucking checking out another ridiculous episode of bible buds and smoke pray love don't be a fucking racist bless and, up yes and vote and sign up to register to vote, vote register probably and like then it. vote Uh, if you're going to, uh, want to, if you want to participate and criticize, you should probably be registered to, to vote. So do that. All right. Number one way. We have a big responsibility to, to (laughs) fucking, yeah, you know, anyway. (laughs)